Hey everyone, I'm Joe Strain and this is the Joy Rush Podcast. Today we're joined by Ian Compton. He's a professional skier turned carpenter and owner of Vermont Sauna. You may know Ian from his adventures with the Line Traveling Circus, featured articles in Free Skier Magazine, and as a cover boy for some of your favorite ski brands like Line, Nordica, and Tomahawk International. While you can still find Ian on any snow-covered hill in Vermont, Ian is in his design era now, creating beautiful saunas, cutting boards, hatchets, and knives, and more. With Ian Compton, welcome to the show. What up? Hey. <laughs> I always forget I did that stuff, too. It's fun to get a reminder. You've Yeah, I mean, even just going through, I did an Instagram stock for kind of my preparation, and just, you were pretty active on social media. Like, you still are, but in terms of, like, what it's become now, like you definitely were posting consistently, whether it was a, a funny picture you saw or just like the ski edits you had, you were constantly posting, which I loved being able to go back and kind of see that archive. That's a lot of stuff. There is a lot. I mean, when I was doing the week, I was making an edit every week. That's yeah. <laughs> a lot of content for a while. I know. I have some questions about that, but I feel like they're lost in here. <laughs> um, I was a short baseline for everyone. I met you in Vermont through my weekend ski program at Mount Snow. Uh, because I was younger, I didn't really ski with you. My older brother, Jack, uh, spent most of his time with you, Jack Borland, Chris Logan, the older guys, the, the cooler guys, um, and our coach, Matt Ivani, um, spent some time with you guys mostly in the locker room. But you guys were the kind of the older, the cooler older brothers that we looked up to in the ski world. Um, and it, it still feels like that in a way. It's kind of cool to see you guys off doing your own thing. Um, I'm curious with everything that was like your trajectory with skiing and the way you guys kind of did filming, like what was really your your first big break that got you lined up with a sponsor? Like, do you remember the moment? That's a good question. Um, there was There was like, uh, skiing felt so small back then. It felt like very close knit. So I feel like there was like a myriad of small events that like kind of formed a bigger one. Um, like Rails to Riches was a big one. Because um, then you can kind of like meet the people that you're watching edits of online. Um, New but schoolers. I think, yeah, exactly. I think actually the biggest one though was when um, Shane McFalls moved to vermont and i remember mount snow had like a early season rail set up um on the bunny hill I, i'm sure you remember that little area and shane had just been hired for the becoming the mount snow filmographer and for anyone who doesn't know who shane is he is the brainchild of the traveling circus pretty much he is just like the cameraman he made traveling circus what it was um with his unique form of filming and everything so i just remember one day showing up in like a weird outfit and shane like was obsessed with me being really weird and we filmed like all throughout that season and that just kind of led to me being with the traveling circus me skiing with line um it was really all because of meeting him um, so I would say that's definitely the biggest one was just like that one random day that I showed up there and got a film with Shane. I just started hanging out with a new best friend, kind of like that, uh, that stepbrother scene. Did we just become exactly. best friends? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so awesome. Um, yeah. So the line traveling circus, like funny enough, I was on a walk with my girlfriend like two months ago and just walking her dog. Just look up the street, line traveling circus. Vans just parked out some outside somebody's house, and I'm Somebody. just like, holy, sh- like holy shit! I haven't seen that van uh, ever in my life, and now I'm just living in Utah on a walk with my girlfriend, and I'm just seeing it on a random day. Um, Did you find out who it was driving? I in? didn't. I have I've seen it like around town one other time, but that was it. I, w- I wasn't gonna go knock on the door and like I was playing it cool, you know. <laughs> maybe it, maybe in like high school I would have fangirled and been like. LJ, you in there, bro? No, oh, that's funny. Um, that's... But yeah, what was what was the like the traveling circus like? I mean, I remember the episodes just being pretty hectic in general, living out of the van, long drives, and then a lot of gnarly crashes. Ah, uh, it was the the traveling circus was like my college experience. I I like dropped out of college pretty soon after going to it. Um, probably made it like three, three months maybe. Um, and I feel like I got most of my college experience from just being with those guys, like long, knowing how to do road trips, um, knowing how to just like grind, um, late nights behind the steering wheel. I guess now that I'm talking about it, it doesn't really sound like a college experience at all. (laughs) Um, more like life experience. So it was just like. It was everything I like wanted to do at that time, like travel, be with friends, um, and just ski and like ski at every location in America, like going to the smallest to the biggest hills. Um, it was dream. It was a total. Now, like looking back at it, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I put my body through that, and my health. <laughs> but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was such a amazing experience um at times super frustrating um but it was, yeah, I was just gonna say do you have a like a a, ro- a rose and a thorn from the line traveling circus like a specific had, one yeah like if you i mean a specific memory that comes to mind is like a really like polaroid captured moment that was really great and one that was just like oh my god i can't believe i'm doing this still or or doing this at all right now ah uh. I got a couple. I got a lot. Um, <laughs> a lot of thorns. <laughs> I got a lot of thorns. I had my 21st birthday on um, one of the trips, and that was pretty brutal. Um, that's a whole other story I won't even get into. But there is one where we had driven just like we had like driven from the East Coast to Utah, and then it was like from Utah back. And I remember just having like a total breakdown in Pennsylvania, just like wanting to be home, not wanting to do it. I had like a famous freak out where I broke my poles and like threw them into the woods. And um, that one stood out a lot. But like I said, there was a, there was a bunch of ones who like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Um, but then there was, it was definitely outnumbered by like, um, more special ones like moments where even just like getting off the chairlift at sunset and you're with all your friends and just like that soul filling happiness where you're like i can't believe i'm doing this right now 
So there's like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. And then there's like, oh my God, I can't, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Um, and I think one that really stood out was we did a, a trip to Seymour in uh, British Columbia. And it was like a very visually beautiful mountain. And like we had Max Hill, we had Cole, um, and like the classic TC guys and like all of us together. Eric Olson was there and it was just so beautiful. And it was definitely like such a, such a special moment, like scenery wise, beauty wise. I landed a bunch of cool tricks that trip too. So it was, I think that stood out the most, that one trip. Hell yeah. No, I mean, even being in, in Utah these days, like some of the powder days where you wait in line for, or I guess for us with the canyon being closed a lot, we'll wait in line for like five hours and finally get up there and it'll just be perfect bluebird day or you'll just finish a run with three feet of waist deep powder and you just look at each other and you're just like, oh my God, yeah. like, this is so sick. Those are the moments, man. There's so many like hidden moments in skiing that like really hit your soul. Like... That are so subtle that not a lot of people would understand but yeah um, it's also so cool because like i mean you had the experience with those guys and i'm sure whenever you you link up with them uh it's it's kind of like similar like bit not even bittersweet because you're not thinking about the old days but it's like so fun to share more amazing memories on the mountain with those guys like whenever i see anyone from the mount snow crew it's we're always having so much fun especially like on the chairlift rides with the fact that we all had the same movie database, the references are just nonstop, so it's always a good time. Yeah. It's your brothers, ski brothers. Dude, I yeah. know. I love even I was in uh New Hampshire for Jack's engagement, um, and DJing a a birthday party at Haystack. Only got to see Lars Pedersen for like five hours, but oh, like wow. made the the drive from New Hampshire to Vermont to say what's up to Lars and then back. Yeah. But um I digress. um um so in july i tried to do a 30-day content challenge okay Uh, i didn't really have any aim with it it was a lot of kind of random stuff which i think why uh which is why podcasting and podcast like content is easier for me because there's like a purpose to the creation of content yeah um when you were doing the week you were doing all the editing all the actual skiing and you're doing it every week what was that process like? Cause I'm sure it was like, I know just from getting this stuff out that it was a grind. So like, were you, were you filming around the idea of putting out a week or were you just scrambling to get footage together every week to get something new? Um, it came pretty easily, believe it or not. It like, uh, I was super into music. I am still super into music, but like I was really hunting music then. And when you find a good song, it's so easy to um, to make an edit to it. Yeah. And so I, I really was just like just finding good songs and making edits to those songs and just so happened to like live at the mountain. And it was like easy for me. I think I was living in Mount Snow at the time. I like my peak. Um, and it was just like easy for me to um, put together some content, even if it was super mellow, like just me walking the dog in the woods um just kind of showing like the lifestyle um but now like thinking back on it i'm like oh jesus i could have never i could never do that again it was just like a perfect what? moment in my life where i could 
On to some more heavier hitting stuff. Um, let's talk about the transition away from competitive skiing and filming. Was it hard right. for you to find kind of a new identity that wasn't completely embedded in a sport? Um, I know it's very natural for us all to grow up and evolve, but what was that journey like and how did you end up at woodworking, really? Um, thank you for asking. It's like the most powerful moment and one of my more powerful like situations in life. Um, it kind of happened from an injury. Like I, I was struggling with a back for quite some time and it, it was a weird injury where it like just didn't happen during like a fall. It was just like kind of repetitive. Um, and it just kept getting worse and getting worse. And with the back, it's real tricky. You can't just like go to the doctor and they tell you to like, even surgery, like a back surgery can make your back worse. It's a creepy thing. So I I kind of took it as a sign um, and just transitioned into a different stage. I was lucky enough to like have a little place in um, Greensboro, Vermont, which is like one of the most beautiful places in Vermont where I could kind of like hunker down and think about my life and transitioning and... Um, and just so happened to like, I remember cutting a tree open that had just like fallen on my property and just being like so in love with like what was inside of the tree. And it kind of reminded me of like that excitement you get when you're a kid and you like watch a ski video or you're at the ski mountain. And I was kind of like losing that excitement from skiing just cause like, I'm sure you're aware like what ski resorts are becoming it's a little different than how we grew up. Um, so I already had that and not being able to really like walk well. Um, my body like told me it was time for a change. And like a lot of athletes fix themselves and go back and do it. And that's really cool. But like my mind was somewhere else. And usually when your mind and body aren't like together, like, more accidents happen so just took it as a sign and um just so happened to have some nice trees that fell um and it kind of started this path um I met a couple like older people in the town I was living and they like kind of took me under their wing and I followed them around at work and helped them in carpentry um one of the guys was a woodworker and I would spend time in his shop and it was just like a slow evolution of like what now is my new career. And um, yeah, it just happened organically. And I'm so thankful that my body was able to mend. Um, but I think if I didn't take that as a sign, I probably would have been in worse shape. Um, and I've always been a kind of person that like is just so curious. And like if um, a sport, like I remember being a rollerblader and thinking I was never going to do anything else and then found hockey and just, yeah, there's so much cool stuff in this world. So. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, obviously like a bummer that your body was the, the one to deliver the message. Like, hey man, let's, let's move on to something else. Like this was a great run in terms of, of, pushing ourselves athletically through skiing. Yeah. Um, 
but also like so poetic that you you found like a fall a tree falls in the woods that you kind of stumbled upon your uh your love for this craft um by just being in the right time right place the universe is filled with little breadcrumbs i'm sure you've experienced breadcrumbs i'm sure other people experience it all the time um it's just like really important to like look at things that way and um it can be dangerous to not to like just keep pushing ignoring, something that doesn't feel right ignoring the signs from the universe yeah, yeah. have you read the alchemist i have not i'm not the best reader in the world <laughs> but i would actually is he the guy that turns things to gold uh yes I think it's, I did like when I was young, and well, that, that might be. Well, yes. Well, I, <laughs> I wish I, I remember. Cut it. you off because I'm thinking of either King King Midas, is the the bad touching of gold, and okay. the Alchemist is more of a story about a uh, a boy who tends to his his flock of sheep and and listens to the signs of the universe and ends on this in this wild quest by listening to kind of the omens. It's. Um, I think I think uh, it's not a very long book. I think you might enjoy it. I think it. I'm gonna write it down. I think I'm gonna write that down. Indeed, um, I love I love that. I love smaller books. <laughs> I know, I, and I, I love have, those kinds of stories. I know. If you if you don't like this book, I would be I would be shocked, honestly. Well, just given from how much I know about you, I'll track it down and then I'll I'll give you a full book report synopsis. I'll uh. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you a copy. Actually, don't even worry. Thank you, Joe. I yes, would, sir. I would love my, that. My thanks to you for jumping Thank you. on. Um, so you're you're crafting wood at this point. You're you're an entrepreneur. Maybe maybe if you even if you don't see yourself as this from the start, like with skiing and and sponsorships and and kind of I don't know using your brand kind of as a as an entrepreneur, and now definitely by selling uh, these kind of products you make whether it's it's knives and cutting boards or, or saunas um what have you learned about running a business from kind of the maybe the mistakes or the successes from your personal brand in skiing that might have transferred to this new chapter that's a great if there's any, a great if there's anything it's very relatable um i might have been more successful in my ski career if I had an agent or like someone that knows your self-worth because um, I'm going to try not to throw up right now, but I have an artist mind and I'm like, I'm, I'm an artist or wh however you say it. I'm just like, I don't have the business mindset. So like if, if it was my way, I would probably do carpentry for free for people, but the world's cost money and I and so um I've learned a lot of lessons on knowing your self-worth and like your time your time is so valuable um and the stuff I've learned in carpentry makes me um question a lot of the decisions I've made in skiing because when you're young you have all this energy and you're willing to do all of this stuff for a company that might not have your best interest in mind or um and it's hard to it's hard to see now as someone who's like learned a bit about it watch young people like kill themselves for things um 
and they're following their passion and they wouldn't have it any other way. But like, gosh, how can I not go on like a tangent about this? I guess what I've learned most is just like, uh, knowing, yeah, it's just knowing how valuable your time is. Um, and, and to find people that appreciate that. And I was lucky, like Line did appreciate it and um, a couple other companies did too. And the clients I have, they appreciate it. But if I have a client that like doesn't appreciate, uh, just like that doesn't appreciate, then I, I will usually leave the job and not do that job anymore. Um, but like, even if they're not, pleasant to deal with or they have some attitude towards someone that's doing work for them i could easily see that being a deal breaker for anyone not just you of just like yeah i'm a human being if you yeah don't want to respect how how much my my time is worth or how much my art is worth and respect me as a human being then you could just get whatever you're looking for from someone else the biggest difference about my current career and my ski career is I have a wonderful wife who is my, who is my business agent. And she, she knows how to work like that. So I can like be on the, the sidelines and like focus my craft and she can, you know, get us what we deserve. Um, because we're a pretty powerful team. So if I had her in my ski career, I probably would have been a little more successful. <laughs> Should have been pulling all the strings. X Games yep. gold medalist Ian Compton. Because, like I said, I would I would do shit for free. I like love. Yeah, I don't know. It's just just how I am. It's not it's not a bad thing to have a big heart, but you know, not everyone does. So it's there's vampires uh, out there. You're right. There absolutely are vampires, and it's that's the real issue. Yeah. Dog eat dog world. Um, uh, sorry to cut you Please. off i i just recently realized this that it was dog eats dog world i always thought it was a doggy dog world oh so recently dog eats dog world yeah i just found that i guess out, that like makes a couple, sense dog maybe, eats dog world probably like a year ago i found that one out well thank you i uh just thought i'd let you know i appreciate that i there's a quote from I don't have the time to look it up in my little notion notebook, but it's a quote from a Stanford professor that talks about um, strong opinions loosely held. Hey. Um, and that's something I've been trying to, to channel because often I'm wrong and I'm totally fine to be like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, see the receipts and then be like, I'm wrong. I'm absolutely wrong. So thank you for letting me know that now I know. And now everyone else will know. Um, obviously social media played a, a pretty big role in, in your past career and of skiing and now in this career, um, especially with kind of an earlier like ski social media that everyone might not know about new schoolers, um, and just Instagram, you were pretty active on as well. How, what, like what role is social media playing in the growth of your business now? Um, are you looking to make more content? what what have you seen success through i'm just curious about kind of your play now i was a lot of my clients are from social media um a 
big chunk, especially in my woodworking side. I would sell a lot of my stuff through social media. Um, a lot of people followed my ski career and then just kept following me through my woodworking and they've been purchasing stuff, which has been amazing. Um, it's slowing down now. I still, I still post a decent amount, but, um, I've been taking a little break, just kind of focusing more in the craft. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have like a store in Vermont that is buying most of my stuff. So every once in a while I'll, I'll post and I'm not selling stuff online anymore, but I would say like my initial growth was a hundred percent due to social media. Um, and there's still people that will find us for our sauna company and, um, and they'll reach out saying they want a sauna. So there's still some there and it's been cool because they'll, they'll like know me as the, a woodworker and not a skier. So that's like a new, a new thing for me. Um, dude, I saw your video online. Your sauna is gorgeous and you're just yeah, like, it's like, you could have seen so many videos yeah, It's or you, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, the, it was, the initial growth was all because of social media. It's such a powerful tool. Um, I am really happy that I didn't have Instagram as a skier, really. Like I caught it like, I don't know, Instagram came out. Do you know when Instagram came out? Like 2000 and like 2011 or something. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. And I was like, I was living back East. So, like, my original ski career when I was out west, like, we only had Facebook and New Schoolers. And I'm glad I wasn't just, like, you know, glued like this constantly. Because there, there would have been, I would have been because of how many beautiful moments there were. And um, I do firmly believe that you, you do lose the magic when you're watching it through the screen. Um, and it took me a long time to figure that out. So now if there's something like really special happening, I try to just like observe it, even though it's easy to like record it and watch it over and over again. But I feel like um, I, especially at, like a concert there, I rarely ever go back and, and like rewatch a concert video on my phone. Yeah. That's the so thing that's you like, see. You see these people filming, you're like, how often are you watching that video? Would it be more important to, like, be able to close your eyes and, like, feel the memory? Yeah. Yeah. I but know, I that's, a, that's a deep to, conversation. <laughs> we, yeah, we could go on, like, a two-hour tangent about, <laughs> about being in the moment. I yeah. was listening to a podcast yesterday called uh, Modern Wisdom by this guy, Chris Williamson. Um, and he was talking about how our grandparents have regrets and their grandparents have regrets, but that our generation, one of the regrets might be that I wish I spent less time on my phone, which was kind of a create, like, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of good that can come out of it, but yeah, you can attribute at least three hours of phone time to probably bad. Yeah. Bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, whenever I'm like on a grinding work week and then I come home and then like four hours pass and I've just like watched TV and been on my phone. Like, I don't feel that good. <laughs> it's like relaxing at the time, but oh God, is it? 
it's like a mental hangover of just yeah. like I need to put this thing down. I can't believe I just watched five thousand pieces of content past my eyes. And we're sponges, man. Like we will hold on to the littlest information that will just like be stored in there and you know, there's only limited space up there, so you kinda wanna keep the good moments up there. Um No. It's uh, which is I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, I think that's why we can't remember I mean it's probably scientifically proven, but I think that's why we can't remember our dreams because we can barely remember what we did two days ago. Yeah. Um Yes, sir. When talking about the content that you were posting for kind of your initial growth, were you grinding through that? Like I know because like the the content creation process is exhausting, especially as an artist, because you're like you have to be inspired and then you have to make the art and then you have to finish the art and then you have to go and capture the art and market the art and then do it again. Like was were you just in a grinding kind of motion for the first, I don't know, couple months until it started to gain traction, you started getting sales? Um. I mean, you it, had a pretty, probably had a couple, maybe like 10 plus thousand followers when you started. So that... yeah, it, it, there would be times where it felt like a grind, just like, um, I hated taking photos. I like could never find good light for my pieces. Like that was the time that it felt like, oh, God damn it. I gotta, I gotta like wait till five o'clock when the light is like shining in my house a certain way and like get all my pieces and take photos but I was so used to like editing video that I kind of had fun with it after the photos were taken, like that whole process of like putting it out there, maybe doing a little color correcting and whatnot. Um, it felt natural, but just the taking photos felt like a bit of a grind. And I, I didn't really do anything else. Like, I mean, I was working carpentry but like I was living up in Northern Vermont where um, there's not a lot of people. So like that was my life. I wasn't like, oh, I got to do this before I go to the bar. It was just like hanging out with my dogs doing that. So it always felt natural. Got it. Yeah, no, it's like for me right now, I'm I'm dealing with listening to different podcasts of different people like Gary Vee and they're all like, if you're not making 70 pieces of content a day on five different platforms, you're not growing your business. Uh, I'm just trying to make like seven reels per podcast episode. And the production of each reel is kind of getting more, um, more advanced with each guest that I have because in like, hopefully it continues to, but each guest I feel like I've had continuously has more social media content that I can pull from yeah use um and so i feel like nowadays it's just like we're oversaturated with content but you also have to make like 15 pieces of content just to get in front of more people that's intimidating that's but if you love it does it feel like a grind as much like you you're right in that point where it feels less like a grind especially like the reason i decided <clears throat> Uh, to be uh, another white male with a podcast um, <laughs> was because uh, I'm looking for a new marketing job right now. And I was taking a bit, a bit of a break from music and trying to figure out kind of what is my, my next chapter look like? What do I want to, what do I want to do with my life from an existential point? Um, 
and I started to have all these kind of cool conversations with people. And I was just like, well, I'm looking to get better at making content. I'm looking to kind of talk about things and, and talk to people and keep having cool conversations. So uh, why don't I just turn that into a podcast and then I'll have all this content to pull from and things to talk about and post about and, and think about really. Um, so it is intimidating, but it also is really fun in the fact that I've got like 10 conversations lined up over the next two months. That's um, really cool, Joe. To That's... The, and I'm thankful for, for my friends and, and their friends for um, taking the time to, to sit down and, and chat. Like I'm, I'm hoping that these can be as, as fun and conversational for, for me as it is for, for you or the other guests. Um, but yeah, just like having more co interesting conversations, learning and just trying to grow. Um, yeah. That's what we can do in life. That's a, yeah, it's a powerful thing. Um, speaking of growing, um, I know that you were pretty close, obviously, with kind of the ski block, ski block crew and the Mount Snow crew. Um, I saw a lot of posts of Evan Williams in your Instagram feed. Oh, yeah. Um, how have your friendships evolved throughout this change of, of season for you? You got married. Uh, you spend less time in a van. Do you have any uh, specific ways that you stay in contact with people? A yearly trip, a monthly phone call? I need to be better. <laughs> I think we all do. We all do, but you, as you get older and you start hanging out with less people, you start finding out the real ones because the ones, like I have a, a handful of friends that they live in Burlington and I don't see them often, but when we do, it feels like no time has passed. And that's when you know you're with your real friends, when it doesn't feel like work. And sometimes people can like be bummed when you flake and whatnot, but your real ones, they just like, they know it's life. Um, but I, I've always been like, hard to socialize with sometimes um and i'm practicing being better at it but i don't sometimes i'll call friends sometimes i'll i'll facetime um shane is like my best friend and i like will facetime every once in a while sometimes we're facetiming every day but then t times go by where i won't hear from him for months um, but I wish I did a group trip. That would be really cool. That Could it be would the, be the perfect catalyst to start one. That's probably the thing I'm working on the most or need to work on the most is my, uh, socializing. I need to like put more effort into doing that. Cause I can get caught in like the rhythm of work and relaxing and, it's so important. Life is so short, like just to go see a friend. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it's, re it's really hard to keep up with a bunch of people. There's just so Honestly, much. Like, yeah. Like I have so many friends that live in New York city. Um, and pretty much whenever I go to New York city or, or New Jersey, there's like a small handful of people that I see automatically when I'm there, which usually yeah. include family or very close friends. And then there's the friends that like, I need, I like, I will take a 45 minute subway ride to have like a 20 minute beer with 
Um, and then there's like everyone else who I love to death, but I'm just like, I just, I just don't have it in me right now. Like if we yeah. had, if the timing was better, um, but yeah, it's incredibly hard to carve out time to like. It's a tricky one. It's a very, very tricky one, but it's very important. And I'm learning that more and more with age. Um, but thank you for bringing that up. That is something yeah. I'm, I'm trying read, to work. Read The Alchemist. Yeah. Book a, book a trip with the boys. Yeah. And, and girls. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to go out West at some point. That's to see a few people. Um, so maybe one of these days. Utah. Beautiful. I know. I know. Um, stick season. Noah Khan. Uh, is stick season a thing? Have you listened to any Noah Khan? Like what? He's from Vermont. <laughs> what are you? Is he from Vermont? I am. I'm 90% sure. Um, that's hilarious you said that um i live in burlington and right now i'm renting and he had a concert downtown like a couple weeks ago and i go to bed so early because i work i like get up early and i work and i'm just like so tired and i i fall asleep early and his concert was keeping me up and i was like god damn it what is going on out there like who the hell is this guy and then like saw on instagram that it was like him like playing and i listened to a couple songs i'm like oh it's pretty good it was probably a sweet concert um <laughs> but yeah i complained about his concert a couple yeah a couple maybe like a, two months ago maybe um he could have been more considerate or at least sent <laughs> you a ticket uh but um yeah it's full-on stick season right now in vermont it's what what is stick season stick season is that in between stage where the fall the foliage has left the snow hasn't shown up and it's just like rainy and cold and there's just sticks on the trees um that's stick season a lot of people don't like stick season i it's it's cool (laughs) i'm into it yeah, I guess the Weekend Warrior project didn't see a lot of stick season, being that we were mostly in Vermont during the summer. It can be I very remember, gray. Yes, gray and muddy. Yeah, I do remember. Um, like before we like had a house in Vermont, I cut my head open wakeboarding. Um, I will never forget that, dude, because you scorpioned, right? Yes, and we would always say like Joe scorpioned on a wakeboard and hit his head with the board could you imagine doing that it like i remember being in like dance yeah. class in primary school and being like look i can touch my foot to my head and then one front edge later i've got a towel holding my head together watching princess diaries 2 on the way to a hospital like an Damn. hour and a half away you're not um, gonna have a good time when that happens <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> but I just remember that all it was like you, Jack Borland, Rob, and like my dad, and I think Cody Buckhalter just out on the wake on the boat. And I was just like, God damn it, I'm inside just like <laughs> sitting on a couch. I can't do anything. Can't even look at the light because I'm concussed. Uh, a lot of special times with your family, Joe. A lot of special times. A lot of special times. Um, do you have anything for me, sir? Do you have anything to tell the people? Um, oh man oh goodness um wasn't ready for this have animals in your life (laughs) step one have an animal in your life it's amazing (laughs) 
Um, gosh, what else is there to, I just, do you have any wisdom for, for somebody that is, uh, who's maybe closing the chapter or looking to close the chapter on, on one career, whether it's a finance job they hate or, um, somebody retiring from a sport that is kind of searching for some, a new identity, a new purpose, and just looking for that next thing. I I'm so bad at talking and I wish I could eloquate whatever that word is, (laughs) the things that are in my head out. Um, And I'm working on that, but I would say that whoever that person is um, to know that, and it's so cliche to say, but like you are in the driver's seat of your life. And if you have like doubts about transitioning, like that's normal, but like the universe is on your side at all times like shit happens but you are usually unless you're just like an awful human and to that person i say get a little nicer because magic will happen but yeah magic exists in this world um be open to that magic look for the signs if you hate your job but you can't transition yet just be your best self at that job and slowly know that it will evolve into something else and like put work into it as you are in it. Um, yeah, this world is magical. Um, and in all its ups and downs and I hope for more people in this world to follow what they love because we would live in a different world if more people were happy ants and like um the world can be a pretty unforgiving place at times but you you're not in the passenger seat you are you are driving the car and make sure it's going in a direction you like and get a sauna because you got a sauna and don't just get any sauna (laughs) whatever go to ian compton designs and get a vermont sauna even taking a hot bath like I could talk to you for way long too about this. If you hit your body with heat and then hit your body with cold, it is pretty insane what do happens. Bath? I do. After uh it's hard in Vermont to just like purely ice bath because of how cold it is all the time. Like you always see these people being like, Oh, I wake up in ice bath and I'm like, Well, it's negative ten out here right now. Um, but yeah, my wife Jenna and I um, we have a stream in our land that we're slowly building our house on. And we go stream, sauna, stream, sauna. We were just in it last night, and it was like the coldest night of the year. I think it was like 28 degrees. Um, and the water is probably like 30. It's just about to freeze, and it's running water, so it's cold. But stress your body, not your mind. That's... That's an important thing to do. That's could be the the thumbnail right there. Stress your body, <laughs> not your mind. You and you can you can get the benefits of a sauna even from a hot bath. Um, and there's some crazy studies coming out, and I would l- love for people to go look at those because I personally know the sauna that we built for ourselves changed my life, and that's why I wanted to bring it to more people. Um, because the world can just be so damn difficult and it's so important to just like sweat and 
be present in your body and not like so stuck up here. Um, so that's like my little ramble for the folks. No, I love it. You can keep going. I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't really done a ton of saunaing. I remember one extremely hungover day and, uh, or hungover morning in Las Vegas doing my, the think was the last sauna I, I was in. And I don't think it helped me just because of the shape that I was in already when I jumped in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do try to do uh, ice baths. Um, yeah. I don't really have access to one right now. And that's, I mean, I could go make one. So that's an excuse right there. But hot bath and a cold shower, man. I I live by it. If I don't have access to my sauna, um, it's pretty crazy what happens. Like if you, and there's so many Buddhist books. I like, that's the kind of reading I do. And that's why I'm super into the, checking out the alchemist it's just kind of like personal growth existential stories um and they say 30 minutes in a hot bath like is equivalent to a full day of meditating um and then when you and it's usually very hot and when you're done with your hot bath take a cold shower go lay down and i can guarantee you won't be the same person that you were when you entered that bath so that's some homework for you, Joe, to go try right. it out. Because you I don't will... need an ice bath. You can just you can just do a cold shower. His creations are available on Instagram, sometimes in limited <laughs> quantity at Ian Compton Designs. And you can learn more about getting your very own custom-built sauna through Vermont Saunas. Ian Compton, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so Joe, much thank for, you. for sitting down. Absolutely, for my brother. You're a great human. I'm so happy to hear you're on this path um, and just, yeah, I look forward to hearing more. Hell yeah. Till next time, brother. <laughs>